Hello, my friends, my beloveds. Welcome back, or welcome if you're new. This is Black Magic, a podcast where I pull a tarot card and I talk about it. I'm Sarah Black. I'm an extremely powerful witch. Please tell all of your friends. And this week, I am coming to you from Montreal, back in my little cozy studio, which I just spent the last week tidying and organizing and cleaning. And I'm feeling very productive. I'm feeling very in charge of my destiny. So (laughs) it's been a, a a nice little week. I've also been battling some end of summer melancholy. <laughs> like I feel like I get like this every August. It's just I honestly like the first day of summer I'm like summer's dying and so are we all. So this is nothing new. But this summer I feel like changes in the air. Things are happening. I know some of you are going through it. I've been going through it. The world is always going through it. But like, I don't know, maybe feel free to chime in in the comments or, you know, send me an Instagram DM if you agree. But they're just like the vibe is shifting. (laughs) I think that was like a thing that people were saying last summer. And I don't think I really felt it last summer. But this summer, like things are changing. And it's scary. Change is scary. Especially, or maybe especially and because of (laughs) having control issues and feeling like when things are shifting and changing, the future becomes very murky or can become very murky and unclear and you don't know what is going to happen what's going to come next how you're going to react to it how you're going to manage and that can cause a lot of anxiety and stress and I'm talking about this because it's very related to the card that I pulled to talk about this week I have pulled the tower which is probably (laughs) besides the devil probably the scariest card to receive in a reading no card in the tarot is inherently good or bad but when you see the tarot like the tower come up in a reading it's really hard not to have an immediate reaction of dread. (laughs) And I mean, the imagery is quite shocking. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit. But it's also interesting to me that the last episode that I recorded was the devil because sequentially the tower is what follows the devil in the major arcana. And if you think of the tarot as leading you through a journey. The devil coming up in a reading is indicating uh, a time of internal strife that you're not content or you're not uh, you're not processing it. You're not confronting the inner demons that I talked about, and so you're just kind of letting your actions and your thoughts be driven and motivated by negative 
behavior patterns and traumas that you are not dealing with. Like if you listen to the devil episode, I talk a lot about how your reactions to people or circumstances, if you take the time to look at them beyond just like a surface level, you will often realize that there are deeper motivations and deeper like wounds and traumas that are making you act in a certain way. And if you start to kind of delve into those and uncover them, you can become more self-aware. You can start to kind of unlearn those negative patterns that you've set up for yourself. So in this story of the cards of the major arcana, when you are not doing that work with the devil, when you are not doing that work of like descending into your own hell and confronting your demons and coming out on the other side with more self-awareness and growth and all of that, the tower is what's going to happen, which is an external reaction of the universe, putting you in the circumstances of forcing you to confront the, that, you know, like the inner demons, or if not confronting, then just like completely rocking your shit. <laughs> like, this is life being like, either deal with your shit or, like, face the consequences of your whole life crumbling, which is, you know, ominous. <laughs> so if we look at the imagery of these two cards, we really kind of see this. Like, with the Wild Unknown card, we have a tall, majestic tree against a, a black background with these two lightning bolts coming down and splitting the tree, the top half of the tree has been broken off in two pieces and it's just kind of, you know, it's like destruction at its ultimate. And then with the Waitsmith deck, we have a tower, like a literal tower with a crown on top. And we again have this like lightning bolt, but it's a little bit more destructive almost because we also have these like flames coming out of the windows. And we have this like black background with clouds and more, you know, I don't know if it's supposed to be like rain or more lightning, but it's a very chaotic scene. And then we have these two figures that are plunging from the tower and you can see on their faces they look they look absolutely terrified so it's uh, yeah it, it evokes this feeling of destruction and chaos and like i said it's a very scary card to see when you're when you are doing a reading for someone or for yourself i think any time that events occur that are outside of our control that are you know, the, this like external force upon our lives where we can't really do anything but let it happen, I think can be really anxiety inducing. And to lessen that anxiety, I think we do a lot to try to minimize change in our lives by working on ourselves and our relationships, self-improving. You know, you go to therapy, or if you can't afford therapy, you maybe get really into astrology and tarot cards. Um, we do our best to communicate clearly and consistently in our relationships. Uh, we upskill and work really hard at our careers or our jobs, be good little citizens of society and capitalism, but we can't stop the external events or catalysts for change in our lives that shake us the most. 
You can go to all the therapy that you want and your partner might still break up with you. You can work as hard as you want and the company you work for might still decide you're no longer needed. Like that has definitely been my tower moment this year recently, knowing that, you know, I was working away and making all this progress in my job and feeling like I was having a really positive impact on people that I worked directly with and with the community that we were building. And I mean, this doesn't really negate it, but I was just very harshly and abruptly (laughs) reminded that none of that matters to people who are paid so much more than me to care way more about numbers and people and, you know, the rest of us peons, uh, the little people, will always be sacrificed in the name of cost-cutting. And I definitely forgot that for a little while because it's impossibly depressing (laughs) to live with the constant awareness that the work I was spending so much of my dwindling time on this earth doing matters so little. And I really just kind of let the comfort of finally, after years of being in the workforce, finally receiving a decent, reliable paycheck. And, you know, I had these perks of a cushy tech job to lull me into forgetting how extremely disposable I was. And I think a lot of the systems and beliefs that we work so hard to maintain are to insulate ourselves from that fear of sudden change, that knowledge that events beyond our control can upend and shake up our lives at any moment. We structure our lives around illusions of comfort and stability to avoid feeling that anxiety, but I think the more we deny that anxiety, the more it rules over our lives, like the more power we give it. We live in this fear that change equals death and must be avoided at all costs, rather than having faith in our ability to endure and rebound from whatever the universe sends our way. Jessica Dore has an excellent book that I refer to often when I'm doing my research for these episodes. It's called Tarot for Change. I highly, highly recommend it. And in her interpretation of the tower, she talks about how from a very early age, we form this anxiety around being unlovable or disliked and it comes from a sense of from a sense of self-preservation it's to avoid being abandoned to death by our caregivers our central caregivers and our personalities form partially out of this need to be loved by our caregivers and that need like follows us into our adult lives even after we no longer rely on care from others to survive. So this anxiety we have of not being loved, of being abandoned to our deaths, and the avoidance of that discomfort goes from being instinctual self-preservation to a limitation we continue to live by long after we need it. And I think the tower is made up of those anxious beliefs, and Jessica Dora talks about this as well, It becomes our prison by preventing us from living our lives to their fullest. Like, what would we do with our time on Earth if we didn't worry about what others thought of us? 
what risks would we take if we didn't fear abandonment or catastrophe and death? I think sometimes we need those external forces from the universe to force us from our towers, the lightning strikes that fling us out into limbo and force us to reassess our circumstances and reorient ourselves towards a new path. And that is not to minimize the pain of this process, because I think the pain is part of it. If hard things weren't hard, would the lessons they teach us have as much value? Probably not. We have all these cliche sayings like, what doesn't challenge you doesn't change you. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. We have them for a reason, right? Like when I was younger, I would hear these phrases and they didn't really mean anything to me. But I feel the older that I get, the more they ring true. So it doesn't mean that I don't still struggle when unexpected change comes along. It's more that I am realizing that change will be forever coming. <laughs> There's no stopping it. <laughs> it's like uh, Smash Mouth says, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> um, but we only make things harder for ourselves when we try to control or stop that change from happening. We can't keep people in our lives who want to leave or stay with people or stay in places that no longer fit. It's like a plant that's grown root-bound. Eventually, you have to do the messy work of repotting or the plant will die. The discomfort of trying to keep everything the same will inevitably outweigh the discomfort of risking change. And the universe will find a way to force the change you've been avoiding, usually when it's least convenient to you. So to go back to my tower moment, being laid off was that lightning strike, like you see in the card of the the Waitsmith and, and in the Wild Unknown as well. So I was aware, <laughs> previous to the layoff, on some level of how unfulfilled I felt by my job. Um, like I and especially in hindsight, realizing like, oh, my complete lack of energy and dwindling interest in most things in life, my depression, all kind of like relates back to just this empty feeling that I had from just like spending most of my time working a job that I really didn't care about. And I've always just accepted that this is the way most people feel about work and the way most people live their lives. You know, they don't care about their jobs, really. It's a means to an end. And not everybody gets to have their dream career. People just need to make money and pay their rent somehow. So we fall into jobs that make us a decent enough living to get by if we're lucky. And this feels especially true when it comes to artists. I think because nobody wants to pay for art anymore, as we're, <laughs> I think we've always kind of known that, but definitely like with the strikes happening with the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild, we're seeing a lot more coverage of this, but like how truly little people are paid for their art is really staggering. And so I feel like I'm really privileged to know so many people who are creative and artistic and you know I've seen people 
my friends make music and videos and visual art that is so delightful and astounds me. Like, I'm overwhelmed by how talented I think they are. And then, you know, we see people like that give more and more of themselves to their, you know, corporate or their tech jobs. And it's like the life force gets sucked out of them and they make less and less art until eventually it becomes only something that they used to do. You don't really see them put as much effort into that anymore. Or they don't produce as much work as they used to, um, as much artwork, I mean. And I don't think that that's always the case. I know that there are probably people <laughs> that are way better about balancing their job with their passion and are able to just look at their their work during the day as a means to an end. And it's fine if they don't find it personally fulfilling because they get that out of all the other things that they do in their day. But I feel like I am not that kind of person right now anyways. And I really feel like being laid off has been the tower moment that I needed to force me to pursue my creative instincts and try to build a life where I write and create full-time. That's something that I have wanted to do my whole life in some form. I don't know if I always knew that I wanted to be a writer, but I do remember being very young and being in dance classes and that being something that I was really interested in and wanting to be an actress and wanting to, wanting to be a singer. Like I've always wanted to create and I've always wanted to entertain people and connect with people through that form. So this is like something that I've always wanted to do and I've never took a risk to pursue that wholeheartedly anyways. It's always just been maybe like a little side hobby of mine. So I feel like I'm still in free fall at the moment and I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I also know that I've been through much worse in my life and I probably will be again in the sense of like <laughs> huge disruptions and change. Because that's the other thing about the tower. Sometimes the external catalyst that happens in your life is something that you can look back on as a positive, like losing a job that you've outgrown and being forced to invest in your creative spirit. But sometimes it's really soul-crushing shit <laughs> that breaks your heart and leaves you in the pits of despair trying to recover. And I can't put a positive spin on that. There's no positive spin to put on the death of someone you love. I've definitely learned a lot about myself in the aftermath of losing my father, but I was fucked up about it for a really long time. I still am. <laughs> and I would trade any and all self-awareness, any growth that I've gained in the years since he passed to have him back. But we can't avoid or go back and change losses we've experienced or grief that we felt. We can only learn from it and hope that the wisdom we gain will help us handle the next upheaval with a little more grace. And we can lean on people we love and who love us when it feels too hard to carry on on our own, when we need 
those touchstones to reorient us and give us a help us regain our sense of direction. I think the more we embrace change as inevitable, the less harrowing it becomes and the more faith we grow in our ability to survive it. We become more resilient and we can trust that we'll land on our feet no matter where the fall takes us. The Waitsmith Tower card does not show us what lies beneath the two plunging figures. If you look at the card, you can't see like what what they're about to crash into. So it could be anything. It could be the sea. Their fate is uncertain. <laughs> we don't know if death awaits them just yet. And sequentially, in the story of the major arcana cards, the star follows the tower. And one day I will talk about that card more. But what I can say is that the star represents new beginnings and fresh starts, which are always exciting. And so there's still reason to have hope, even if the free fall that you're currently in or that you're about to be in is absolutely terrifying. If something doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. And if it kills you, then you're dead. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it anymore. So that's me being positive. <laughs> me being optimistic. Something else to consider with the tower. With the major arcana cards, they are typically... They touch on uh, overarching themes in your life or in the world around you, where the minor arcana cards like the suits, like the ace of cups, page of cups, you know, four of swords, those cards are more personal and they're more about your daily life. The major arcana cards like the tower can have, they can reflect what's going on in the world around you. And... (laughs) Like I was saying, there's a lot of change happening in the world right now, and it can feel really scary. But maybe something good can happen. (laughs) I'm trying so hard to be optimistic, to end on an optimistic note. I think some of the towers that we have as a society that we've built up to like run things deserve to be torn down. And of course, when I say that, I'm not talking about forest fires and disaster resulting from climate change. I'm talking about capitalism, as always. For example, the strikes that I was talking about earlier with the writers and Screen Actors Guild. Like, that's kind of an example of the system of of rules and regulations that have only benefited the wealthy need to be torn down. And it's great to see, you know, those two unions are only two of many unions that have been striking in America and, and in Canada over the last little bit. It's great to see people working together to kind of tear down these towers of oppression <laughs> that prevent us all from living a more equitable life. And Hopefully, you know, that results in just more striking action. I'm all for a general strike. I mean, it's easy to say that as an currently unemployed person, 
but like strikes are effective and that's why the powers that be work so hard to crush them or make them look bad or you know just keep any information or news about them out of the media because if we all see that strikes are effective then we're going to start to think hey wait a minute maybe we should be working together as communities to improve the lives of the people who need it and not just the wealthy 1% at the top of the echelons of society. We can't keep building on a foundation that's rotten. And we can't keep letting CEOs make billions of dollars year after year while the cost of living rises exponentially and none of us can fucking afford rent or groceries. It's burn it to the ground (laughs) that's gonna get me in trouble that's a joke (laughs) or a metaphor it's a metaphor we just need to metaphorically tear down our institutions and rebuild them so that everything is fair and equitable for everyone because human rights okay that's enough that's my <laughs> that's my rant. <laughs> and that's the tower. Thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, if you've made it this far, I have an announcement about the podcast. We are now available on Apple. <laughs> I thought we already were available on Apple, but I don't think I had actually published any of the episodes they were in a like draft state that i didn't realize um so now i have fixed that and you can now listen to the podcast on substack or spotify or apple podcasts i'm also continuing to work on being more consistent with my publishing and uh i was contemplating publishing a new episode either once a week or every other week. And I would love to get some feedback on this because I've heard that weekly is ideal, but I've also heard that that might be hard to keep up with. So I don't know. If you've got some thoughts, let me know. Also, for my paid subscribers, you will be getting a playlist for this episode inspired by the tower and as well you will get the sunday reflection card this weekend and if you're not a paid subscriber and you want to know what those two things are feel free to head to substack and upgrade to a paid subscription uh i find it (laughs) uh i don't know if funny is the word but the fact that i just railed against capitalism and then i'm like please sign up for my subscription and give me money (sighs) just feels wrong but that's the world that we live in i gotta pay rent uh i gotta make my i've gotta build my empire and i would love your help doing it so again you can also just help me spread the word about black magic if you don't want to sign up for a subscription, that's okay too. But if you can please tell your friends, 
that I'm a very powerful witch and I have a great podcast. (laughs) I would super appreciate it. Okay. I love and cherish you all. Best of luck to handling whatever the tower throws your way. (laughs) Okay. Love you. Bye.